Now, broadcasting on Radio Star Worldwide, it's time for Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Let's tap into your own authentic genius and live the life you desire. Join Dr. Rademacher for an enlightened conversation about our brain intelligence, our body intelligence, and our energy intelligence. And now, here's your host, Dr. Bart Rademacher. So welcome, welcome. I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, prescription for your transformation. Real people, real conversations, and real success. And really excited today to be introducing a new guest, uh, Carrie Moore, from uh, Carrie Moore International. A, a life transitional coach, and of course, the obvious and wonderful Wendy West, who keeps me in line and makes sure I'm doing a good job. <laughs> you so, get it. <laughs> what? I said you bet. <laughs> you bet. And actually, what's always interesting, uh, we are talking about what Wendy is actually very good at, is being happy. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting when you know we look at our life and we look at other people and kind of have a um, a perspective of what could be and what isn't, there's an interesting phrase that comes to mind. And when I heard this phrase, it really impacted me in a very fundamental way. Hell on earth if I were ever to meet the man I was meant to be. And this is what Carrie Moore is all about, is finding that place in life where you can wake up every single day and love what you do. And it is possible. You deserve it. And she is the expert at this and particularly with an extensive experience in, in corporate America, uh, working with so many different people, seeing all the challenges, and then for herself, taking that leap of faith out of corporate America, going solo, and really helping people transform their lives. As she says, she, she's the catalyst for change. Welcome, Carrie. Thank you for today. Thank you so much. I am super excited to be here and I'm very grateful. Um, for the time here. Well, thank you for that. And, you know, you have a very important job in life. And I'm very curious about how you actually came up with that decision, because obviously you were very successful in corporate America. You obviously helped a lot of people transform their lives within corporate America. But then you decided to do something entirely different, like go on your own and help people that way. Yes. Um. You know, making that decision um, was much longer than what I thought it would be. If I'm, if I'm truly sincere and honest about it, and for the people who've known me for a really long time, I probably spent ten years talking about the things that maybe you'll talk about at happy hour, you'll talk about on the subway, you talk about on the bus, and it's, gosh, you know, I just, I'm really sick of this job. And and you run through the dialogue, um, and I refer to it as sort of the insanity discussion that you have, and the people who love you put up with that dialogue. Um, so very much for me, I, I, I would know that I wasn't happy, but that I was being successful. And I think you'll find that the more that you're rewarded for behavior, um, even if it doesn't make you totally happy, if it makes you feel safe, secure, valid, um, as well as if there's compensation or other things that come with it, you keep doing that. And you might be doing what I was doing, which was hiding the underneath, where I was feeling very frustrated, 
incredibly unfulfilled and wanting to make a change. So I would say that was probably a 10-year process if, um, if, I, if you're giving me the truth serum right now. <laughs> and, and so we are. And actually, I believe you're probably think, uh, talking about most people in this world. Yes. You know, for me, what's important is I get to wake up every day and, and love what I do. But yeah. it wasn't always, well, it was actually like that for most of my life, but it was in a unconscious way. I wasn't really aware of that. And yeah, sure, I was stuck in certain ways. But what was really important is our conversation, what you shared earlier on, is awareness. We have to be aware of where we are. And so that's something that you help people with. And, and how, how do you do that? Yeah, you know, it's uh, I love some of the latest um, bylines that you see on books because I think they are profound. And some out there might know Simon Sinek. I love his book, um, Start With The Why. And when I meet people, I even do this socially, when I, I go to a lot of networking events, as you might imagine, and I'll ask people, what's your why? And I think it's so important versus the boring questions we ask each other at networking events that we actually truly never answer. You know, that one where people say, so what do you do? And what do most people do? They usually tell you their job title, they, give a, they, they name the company, and you begin realizing, at least for me, how detached we are actually to the being of who we're supposed to be enjoying while we're here on this earth. And so I would say that's where I typically start, simple questions. I also like to ask people, who are you? Like, how would you describe yourself? What do you believe in? And, and sometimes these aren't easy questions. I recognize that even though they sound simple. And then I'll say, what do you think is your purpose? Like, why are you here? And I think the older we get, so I'm in my late 40s, and you begin to start wondering, is this it? You know, and I had a cross point in my life um, when I was 42. I was living in New York. And on paper, I was the epitome of what people might call success. Not everybody. Um, I, I won't imply that for everyone. But my LinkedIn profile would say, you know what? You check the boxes. And I got surprisingly very sick. It, it required some time off from work. And in that process, I really touched in and said, wow, like that was scary. I almost died. And what do I really want to do? And so it forced me to really dive in and answer those questions sincerely. So I don't suggest people have to get sick. I don't suggest you have to quit your job necessarily or start your own business. What I do want to start with is, where are you in your level of happiness? And that it actually does matter to be happy every day. You know, what's interesting is that, and, and you know this fellow very well, I, you've gone to many of his events, Tony Robbins. And, you know, one of the things that I love about what he does and how he really much, you know, pretty much started was he asked that question, who are you? Yes. And, you know, I'm curious in, in your experience, you know, when you do ask that question at network events, you know, how many times are people just totally stumped, uh, confused, and perhaps even want to run away? 
Very much. And I, again, I think it's how we externalize um, happiness, success, um, self-worth. Uh, we put it out here and we start living a life of achievement and there's nothing wrong with achieving. But when happiness is predicated on it and it's happiness external to you, um, that's, that's where that becomes um, a really big challenge that you have to be able to be brave enough to take the journey in. So I think, again, the awareness is, wow. Um, I, was, I was talking to a, a very successful banker, and he probably spent 24 years um, in the business, and I asked him that question. So to you, you know what he said? I don't even know what I would do. Um, for him, the model of the world, if I can dive a little bit in this direction, if we Think about Maslow hierarchy of needs. He adopted a model, like we all do, from his parents. And his father said, it's about keeping the family secure. So every decision right. he makes an adult, education, career, is about making everything secure. Yet everything he was giving his family was the world. So, he, you know, wife and daughter are ecstatic and they're ascending and he's like i'm never home i don't enjoy the house right we have a nice car i'm always on an airplane so that 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 question um without me rambling on it does create a lot of inquiry but i think we have to realize we're worth the effort to answer that question Yes, I totally agree. You know, one of my beliefs is, is that, and I know that you have many beliefs you want to share today. And one of my beliefs is that, you know, we all desire divine happiness. And to find that, to get to that, we actually have to resolve what makes us unhappy. And to do that, it's a journey, it's a path, and it can be challenging. But then again, you have to ask the right questions. And it's really, you know, as Tony says, the quality of life is the quality of questions that you ask. You ask the wrong questions, then you're not going to get the right answers. If you're constantly asking yourself, you know, how do I secure, you know, a, uh, a good life for my family? And, and that's all that you're focused on. And that's actually one of the first questions the brain, you know, actually asks itself is what am I focusing on? You know, in this very moment if, with any of the listeners, you know, ask yourself, what is it that you're focusing on? You know, is, is it uh, uh, me or is it Carrie or is it Wendy right now? You know, looking at their expressions or whatever it is. You know, and it's and it's interesting because, you know, whatever we focus on, that's where our energy goes. And then we ask the question, you know, the brain asks the question, what does this mean? And then um, what am I going to do about it? But the question that I feel that you're addressing and helping people become much more aware of is, you know, getting in touch with that inner soul, the fire, the passion, which is going to answer the real question that you want to ask is, what is it that I really want? And that's about finally, perhaps for some people, um, taking on a simple rule, you matter. And that's, I, I will tell you, uh, that's one of my greatest lessons. And I don't mean that in some sad, sappy, um, victim way, um, not at all. But I will tell you that I, I, I came from a childhood that taught me uh, to take care of other people. And I love all those things about me. I do. And we, we all have a sense of 
but what I was developing in my adulthood was not keeping me in the equation. And I began slowly dissipating from that model, which I think is when you can reconnect to simple rules, you matter, you're not broken, you take everything with you. You know, one of the, one of the greatest fears that people, people typically have about making any change in identity is the fear of loss. Um, the fear of, you know, if I quit my job, this was one of mine that, that held me captive. You know, the, the identity that I thought that I was, if I gave that up, I would lose it. I wasn't in touch with the fact that I created all of that. Like, without me getting lost in this in this point, but I, because I could go on forever. That's, we are, yeah, that's fine. We are creators. We are creators. We create our life every single moment of the day. When you do something amazing at work, for me, it wasn't Citibank. It wasn't Bank of America Merrill Lynch that did that. I did that. Maybe I did that by myself. Maybe I did it with a team of 100 people. But I was the creator of that. And I take that with me. And once I realized the concept of you matter, I make a difference, and that self-acceptance so much better than self-loathing, then what a difference would my life feel like if I just tried that on? So before I even you know, made the decision and truly left that, that career, I had to realize that I am whole, not broken. I don't need to spend the next 10 years in therapy. Tony's great, but it's a cold room. You don't want to be in there for a long time. <laughs> the music's great, but it's really cold. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now, the, now the entertaining's getting a little bit better at these events. Um, but, you know, seriously, like, you want to live your life. And it's there waiting for you right there's no such thing as stuck stuck is making the same decision over and over again and and that's was many of my epiphanies um that i had that i share with my clients and i don't say it simplistically but it really is simple right it's that easy to be happy it's a choice yeah i like i like what you said earlier on how you kind of externalize our own happiness and basically you're looking at all these you know uh, measurable things that you can accomplish to actually determine what your self-worth is and once that self-worth is there then you're going to be loved and i think that's where that complete disconnect is is that yeah. you know as as parents our parents perhaps were teaching us well if you do this then you're a good girl or you're a good boy and if you do this then then you're a good person you know, if you do that, then then you're not. And then it's exactly in our youth, especially in our formative years, you know, where we want to be creative, you know, where we yeah. want to do silly things, where we want to take chances, where we just want to, you know, push the boundaries. And um, and so so many people just get squashed early on in life, and and really don't get to, you know experience what life could all be all about see in my particular case i was very fortunate because i grew up in five different countries right. and so very early on in my life i had already decided many of the things that i would be doing and so throughout that time even though 
you know, being in, in medical training for 17 years is not much of a lifestyle. You know, I had a purpose. And I think what you said earlier is that so many people are not aware of what their purpose really is. Yeah. And and if you don't know what your purpose is, then then you're just living somebody else's life. Yeah. And what I respect so much of someone else's dreams, right? Yeah. Dreams. You know, and and Wendy has this great story as well. And she, you know, was faced with interesting challenges and she just decided, I'm not going to accept the status quo. You know, I'm not going to take on everybody else's perspective of, you know, how my life sucks (laughs) in a way. Right. I mean, you didn't take pity from people. But, you know, you overcame. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure, you got help from, from your community, your parents, and, and everything else, and you were fortunate in that respect, but you made the decisions. Well, it's also, you know, as an individual, you need to teach yourself that if there's an opportunity, you are worth it to take that opportunity. And every time I see an opportunity, I take it every time, regardless if I feel I'm up to it or not. Because if you don't try, you're stagnant. And if you're stagnant, you're not happy. You need to keep trying and going out there and keep learning and growing as a person. If you're not growing and learning again, I mean, where's your happiness? Yeah, you're right. And, and I think part of the challenge, too, is that when, when you fail at something, then you bully yourself and being so self-critical of self that, look, I'm a failure. I, I didn't manage this. And what are other people going to be thinking? And again, as Carrie was saying, you're externalizing mm-hmm. everything. And you're not checking in with yourself. And if you, my if you don't fail, you years. never learn. You need well, to exactly fail. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, it's just, you know, if, if a child, you know, was too scared, or if a baby was too scared to try to walk, then it would never walk. You know, how many times does a baby, you know, have to try to stand up only to fall down again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, there's so much, there's so much value Um and how we give how we give meaning to things, and you know this idea of perfection. And I know we know that men and women look at this differently. Um, if I'm going to be true about me, then I definitely was hung up on got to be perfect, right? Got to got to take what was given to me. And you know, I, again, this is nothing about family or anything. But I was a very creative um, kid. And I loved art and sketching and music. And I remember when I was 17, someone offered for me to sing in a band. <laughs> that was a, a big no with my dad. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I will tell you that um, there was that side of me, but it was a pivotal moment when my dad said, and he gave me what was given to him. You know what? Music, all these things, dancing, carry it's, it's all great, but you won't make a living with that. You know, you, you need to pick something serious. And so that idea of or where unknowingly um, we pass along what was given to us, this is where we have an amazing opportunity to say it can be different. And we can be creative and we can color outside the box our whole life. It's not just when we're young. And I, and I think, you know, millennials are doing a wonderful job. It's no longer about millennials as an age group. It's about millennials as a mindset. Mm-hmm. So I'm in my late 40s, but I have a millennial mindset, meaning what, I, what, can, what is I, that? Reinvent. I can reinvent. It's about connection and technology 
it's about experience and it's about happiness. So I love it. I'm a, I'm a millennial. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to be one? <laughs> yeah, but I like to read too much. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> no, you can you can read or you can read online. <laughs> no, we we literally yesterday we did an interview with a millennial, and and she's like, I don't like to read. I hate reading. Reading sucks. I'm like, oh my god, how do you get educated if you don't read? She learns everything yeah. from YouTube, and that bummed me out. And I'm like, yeah, I can't be a millennial, but I can from the mindset of always reinventing and changing. But man, I love to read. <laughs> Yeah, you know, well, I guess that's the variety that that's her lens of life for now. But mm. um, I in this also in this new stage of my life, I am spending a lot of time around cohorts, um, incubators and accelerators. Mm. So I'm around these amazing millennials um, that are creating new business. And um, it, they're the best of the best. They're the best of us. And I love the fact that they have a commitment to happiness. You know, they really, they really do. And it's inspiring. And that's what I think is about the living legacy that I wanted to incorporate in my life. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to wait until I was 60 plus to start. And I, of course I was already traveling, but I didn't want to like say, I'll do this when I retire. Um, I'll do all these things someday. Someday is now. We've all, we've all experienced you know, the anxiety of something almost happening to us. And then we've actually experienced real loss. Someone we care about who something happens to them and they leave this world earlier than what we wanted them to. And that's a reminder to live life now. You matter. We make a difference. And I think it's the choices we make and how authentic we are around that. And authentic, that's an interesting um, term to get real about. And you got to really dive in and say, am I truly owning myself and being who, who is intended for me to be? Which means if you're not being vulnerable and you're not being authentic and that's where your power and your strength. And we've got to give this to everyone. We've got to definitely give it to kids. So I, I don't know if I totally agree with some of the things that you said. Okay, um, I like that. That's but, good. You know, this is not this is not my place to actually uh, share my points of view in in a debate because, really, I think it's important that we get to hear your voice and okay. your your perspective more than than mine, perhaps. But what I'm really curious though is, um, you know, you talk about, you know, that you matter, right, mm -hmm. and. Explain that. I mean, how? What's your perspective on that? That you matter, and why isn't it happening as much as it should? I, and 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 could it be misguided in the sense that then you become just too self-centered and egotistical? Um. So. Okay. Let me let me break down what you shared. I will say first of all. Um, I think we have to adjust the meaning of self-care um, and a respect and love of self. And, and from that standpoint, I, I sometimes share the simple analogy. When you're on an airplane and they run through the exercise and they say, if the cabin were to lose pressure and a mask will fall, what do they tell you to do? Put the mask on you first then on the person next to you if they need help. 
And I think that analogy is a meaning for life. And what I learned and my experience, even as a leader, when I was still in the, the former profession, I can only give people what I give myself. That framework of how I see myself, how I respect, how I look at myself holistically. That, that expression of meaning and purpose and power is what I show up and give. And I think we think we can compartmentalize our personality and our experience. So easy example, you get into an argument at home and you, you drive to work and you think you walk into work and you think you can compartmentalize that experience. You don't, you know, there's still a part of you that's holding on to whatever the disagreement was. This is an element of humanity. I'm using a simple example. But when I come into work, there's probably a tension about me. What am I going to do? I'm probably going to give that tension to someone who interacts with me at least for the next hour until I decide to, to drop it or let it go or actually deal with it. And that's what I mean. You know, this, this idea of what we do here is what we give here. And in that model, if we have self-care, which is not selfishness, but in that idea of you matter, then we give people the space to do the same. I mean, we've got to start looking at how disconnected the world is becoming, especially in the workplace. And I know these statistics, um, they, they kind of, they're pretty wide. I've seen anywhere from 30 to 80% of the workforce is disconnected. They get up in the morning and they see no meaning in what they do. They sit in front of a computer they don't see any opportunity to be promoted, to be paid more. They've tapped out. And when you start looking at our schools and we start seeing the continued progression of what I'm going to call a lack of self-care, a lack of you matter, it becomes self-loathing. When you have self-loathing, it could lead to, and again, I want to be careful in my language, but... We have to wonder why kids are so unhappy they take a gun to school and want to hurt other people. That's coming from a place of unhappiness. And we carry it into adulthood. So that's, that's a bit about what I mean in terms of you matter. You know, I, I totally agree in the fact that, and, you know, I sometimes have been criticized for this with the same kind of opinion that you have is that, you know, we have to self-actualize ourselves. And, and some people call that selfish. But here, here, here's where I draw the line, though. That's just for me. And very young, you know, I, I realized I don't have to prove myself to anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I just have to figure out what it is that my life means to me, what's my purpose, just for me. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm externalizing, as you're saying earlier, and trying to do that for other people, then I'm not being myself. I'm not being my authentic self. And so, you know, part of what I do and my epiphany for myself and, and, and what, I, what I would like to say, you know, if, if I say I matter, I just matter for myself in the sense of how I create my own life around me versus, you know, somebody else has, has their own life. So I don't impose my life on anybody else. And I think that's where sometimes that disconnect happens in this world where people say, well, I matter and you should, you know, be okay that I matter. 
and now making them responsible for how I feel. So that's the only place that I that I draw the line. Yes, you matter, but you matter for yourself. And and in that place where you own your own person, then like you said, you get to respect and 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 honor uh, the person outside of you. That's where I think so many people get lost because and it's unfortunate. And you're right about that with that disconnect. But I think it's also in part because it's almost like you know people are too scared to be themselves now. Because then they're, they're going to be ostracized or they're going to be criticized or they're going to be called names. And that's such a, um unfortunate tragedy, if you will, in this country where, you know, we can't be ourselves. And, and I noticed that within the um, medical environment, the hospital environment. And, yeah, sure, there's people that do stupid things and say stupid things. But most of us are really nice and we're funny and we have our own style. And we say things that are probably off color here or there, but that doesn't make us a label. And I think that's what's happening so much in society that we just can't be ourselves. And, you know, um, you talk about being vulnerable. Yeah, I like to be vulnerable, but only with the people that I trust. <laughs> so, um, but I, th I think you're right on. And, and one of the things that I'd like to add to that, that what was huge for me in, and as you said, being permission to be yourself and and having that permission to make mistakes and have faults. And, and in fact, what I do is I celebrate my faults and my weaknesses. And, you know, not to, to excuse myself for bad behavior or doing bad things, like I think sometimes people will do. But as I talk many times on this show is, you know, you then become aware. And that's what you're talking about. Then you become aware of who you really are. And then you can make the shifts. Because okay. like you said, I mean, the, you are a gift to the rest of the world. And, you know, you know, Wendy inspires me to go boxing. I'm not going to do it, by the way. Oh, come <laughs> on. It's so much fun. I like my face to me. I mean, I like my face too, but people know not to hit my moneymaker. So. <laughs> yeah, but you're a girl, no respect to you. They'll just try to, you know, pound on my face if I went boxing. Yeah. But. So what do you think, Wendy? Um, I, I think you both make very valid points. And I, I agree with the, both of you. And I do believe you have to truly, truly believe and trust in yourself and who you are. And you have to be able to give before you can actually receive. So if you give the goodness out, that means you're open to receive the goodness back to you. So in that aspect, yeah. Um, you, you see people who are very closed off. They don't let that goodness in because they don't put that goodness out. So good in, good out, right? There you go. <laughs> I almost said shit in, shit out, but good in, good out is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like what you said so, uh, earlier on, Carrie, about creating your perfect day. Yeah. What is that? Hi, uh, you know, it's, um, it was one of the things that, that helps me begin on a path of um, using or actually reconnecting to my imagination and my my creativity about what could life look like and it came from a place that i was um, someone who was talking about how powerful we are as human beings and creators and i walked away from that thinking well what could i create and you know, I'd seen the downside of people losing their jobs, 
And I always notice, though, that in a couple of months of people losing their job, they always seem to find something better and enjoy what they're doing. So they created that place. So where I'm going with this is I began thinking about what if I spent a day and I crafted what one day could look like and, and could I begin breaking it down to where I could literally make that happen? So what would I want my morning to look like? And I, it was really simple. In my old life, you know, the morning was waking up and looking at the BlackBerry or the iPhone and frantically looking through the emails and trying to decide what had blown up overnight, right? Global business. What do I need to look at? before um, I start thinking about my day. So I shifted that. And I said, you know what, I wanna wake up in the morning. I don't wanna have that anxiety before I even have rolled over. And I'm not gonna look at that iPhone. And I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna walk my dogs. And I'm going to take 15 minutes to practice gratitude. So yeah, perfect day began with 15 minutes. And from there, I built something bigger. But as I've been working with my clients, I have found that I'm not alone in this whole idea of could I start just finding some space day that's just mine for a few minutes to where I can set an intention. I, I can have a moment of, of gratitude or just can I get out of my head for a minute to tap into one of my senses? And can I listen to music? Can I walk outside for five minutes and listen to one of my favorite songs that really pumps me up, you know? That makes me feel like I can go back in to the computer and face the life and, and you know, get through the day. So that's where the perfect day begins. And, and do you sing it all during that day? Yes, yes. You know what? I, I've learned that um, going back again to the things that really moved me, I love to dance. I love music. So what I realized, all those years being frustrated behind um, the computer and laptop in the corporate cubicle box, right? Uh, first the cubicle, and then you earn your way, you get a box. Yay, you get your own office. Um, I should have been getting up and walking outside. I should have like gotten up, gone downstairs. Even when I lived in New York, I should have gone down, you know, the 40 floors and walked outside around the block um, just to be able to tap in um, back into me and feel that connection. And music is a source for me. So I do recommend with my clients that they know where do you find positive energy and know that you can tap into that through the course of the day to make a difference for you. Nice. Yeah, Wendy. Wendy is actually an accomplished singer. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> actually, so your voice is funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is, I, I that's how I learned how to speak the way I do now is because I took singing lessons to be able to speak like a normal hearing person. So yeah, mm. it was awesome. So right now, I'm writing the the music for my second CD. Oh, how, see, and see how wonderful it is that you have a passion and a purpose while you also have this other job as well. Mm -hmm. And you give yourself the freedom to do that and you created it. Yeah. And actually awesome. starting the first of next month, I think one of the series that I acted in is going to be on Amazon. 
I think it ju they just picked it up this week. So, so yeah, yeah. it's fun. I'm not going to watch it. That's okay. I'm not going to watch it either. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't handle seeing myself on screen. Like I go to the movie premieres of the movies that I'm in. And like when my scenes are on, I'm like, Oop. because I want to feel positive, like about when you do that as an actress, when you're, when you're on screen or when you're acting, you get to be somebody completely different from yourself. You know how cool that is? I got to be a yeah. lawyer in this series called Trial 2020. I got to be a stripper that left being a stripper to join a strict Mormon company to do door-to-door -door sales. That's what the role I got to play in summer sales. I get to, I got to be a zombie hunter. It's one of those things where I get to do whatever I want, and I get to create these beautiful, amazing worlds and get to share that with everybody else. So freaking cool, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And that's perfect in terms of what I tell my clients they can do. Mm -hmm. You can create your life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's, um, if I can share, there's um, a wonderful writer. Um, she was actually originally an investment banker, so another banker. Her name is Jennifer Grace. And she has um, a book out, and it's called um, Directing Your Destiny, How to Be the Writer, Producer, um, of your of your dreams of your life and actually in one of the things she did after she stopped being an investment banker she tried to create six different companies not all at once you know one at a time each of those didn't work out she then said okay i want to be um i want to act so she went to school and learned all of those things and she actually teaches people to use the tools that you have wendy which is first to imagine what it would be like to be someone else. She teaches people to set the stage. What's your props? What music is playing in the background mm -hmm. as a form to allow people, especially if you're, you're visual like me, what could life really look like? And she has this amazing meditation. It's called go meet your future self. Mm -hmm. And it's a seven minute meditation that I do a couple times a week. Um, where she has you travel on a boat and go somewhere 20 years from now. And what would you like life to look like? And imagine if you go and knock on a door and you meet your future self, what would you want that person to tell you? What would you want to realize? Right? It's, it's, so, it's so amazing, right, when we, we realize that we're the creator of that no accident where we are and where we're going exactly exactly yeah and you're a beautiful example of that thank you <laughs> i love that <laughs> i i have to agree particularly when when you know the story about wendy and number one being an accomplished uh, actress and and singer um but also not being able to hear for the first what decade of her life mm -hmm. and uh you know, just not choosing to accept the status quo. And, you know, I have so much respect for it because so many people would just, you know, stay lost, stuck, you know, and, and not progress in the world when, you know, she could have done the same. Uh, but she made a different choice. Mm -hmm. And I think that choice is within all of us. And and it's I think you're right, Carrie. It's, it's when people realize that they have a purpose in life. Yeah. And for me personally, it's interesting because I do a lot of different things. Um, I'm still doing everything that I want to do. So that's never changed. And I just, what I, what I did differently working in the world of NLP and 
working with people with like Robert Diltz and Mitchell Stefko, I understood what was the common thread of all the different interests that I have from plastic surgery, you know, to coaching, to photography. And I'm passionate about creating change and enhancing life, you know, sort of what you guys are doing too. But now I've really narrowed it down and pretty much anything that I do at any given time is exactly that. And so all day long, I'm having fun. I wake up with a big smile and, you know, it's my constant intention. And you met and you said something interesting earlier on, and I'm very familiar with the idea of, of setting your day up with intentions. And I think that's so key that you set up your day with very specific intentions instead of just doing the same thing you do every single day thoughtlessly. And so, so do you have a specific strategy how, how you decide on what intentions you're going to do? Uh, you know, that's changing. Um, I, I have long muscle memory on setting goals. Imagine that if you're um, responsible for a lot of revenue at a bank, um, the culture there will drive you to think you need to have a, you know, a chart, a line item and dollar signs and that. So I have really set an intention to let go some of the things uh, in terms of how I want life to be planned, that they don't feel like a burden. Mm -hmm. And I know that's a new concept, but how we plan our life doesn't have to be onerous. It can be joyful and how you create it. So some of that I have tapped in differently. Let's just say that you, let's say the, the best of friends. And you know, one of the things that I've incorporated now is making sure that how I think about my vacations, it's not about the one vacation that I'm gonna get where I try to escape the life, right? It takes three days to not look at your emails. You get two days to maybe enjoy yourself one day to maybe drink a little bit too much, dance a little bit too much. And then you already start thinking, oh gosh, I've got to pack my bag. I'm going home. Wow, that was my vacation, right? And I, and I know that's, that's the reality. So I think about um, how I spend my time, my adventures, and I put people I love um, absolutely first in my life. And I didn't do that. And I feel some emotion behind that. But I'm going to be real. Um, I didn't always do that. I sacrificed a lot of that. And I had a lot of thoughts around, no, 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 the project is more important. The job is more important. The promotion. Oh, gosh, I want that, you know, I want that title or I, I want this or that. And um, you know what? I'm so glad now none of those things matter to me. I have a career that I made up my title. The name of the company is me. And um, I choose my goals. And they're about, they're about moments and experiences. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, that, that, that is truly beautiful. And I think, you know, when you can get that depth of a connection with other people in your life, I mean, that's really what it's all about. Yeah. It's, it's connecting with the universe, connecting with source, connecting with everything. And, and that's the beauty of life. That's the magic of life. And, uh, you know, when, like you said, when you externalize it so much, you, you don't get to get that fire in your soul, like you, like you say. Yes. And, th and that's what I, the part of what I love that the, the three of us represent is a light. 
be and what I know within women that's powerful, not that it is men, but I think men traditionally have a different view of it. With women, even if we don't know each other, we model. We have a tribal effect. And this is why I'm so passionate about I was telling you about she is excellence and some of the things in the name of women. What I want women to see that are near my age, or it doesn't have to be exactly like me, but I want you to know that you can make the change. You can take the leap and you define what that leap is. I want you to know you have the power. And I'm not empowering you, I'm telling you you have it. Uh, and I'm willing to model the way. I meet a lot of young girls that are just out of college and I want them to know they don't have to sell out their dreams. That if they want to be an artist, a dancer, if they want to be a lead singer of a band, you can. <laughs> and Wendy's proof. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I, I, I think this is so important that we're willing to say, you know what? I can be me. My life can be the next nine, nine months. And I can change it next year. And that's okay. I'm still amazing. I'm a gift. I'm successful. Yeah? We all deserve that. Mm -hmm. You're <laughs> absolutely right. You know, finding your authentic self. And actually, that's kind of the name of the show, Prescription for Your Transformation. Tap into your authentic genius and live the life that you desire. You know, mm -hmm. tapping into the brain intelligence, the body intelligence, and energy intelligence. And that's exactly what we're talking about. You know, where is that intelligence within you? It's all there. It's been given to you, you know, and, and it's different for each person. Everybody is so unique in their own talents and their own genius. And as long as we stop, you know, comparing ourselves with the next person and, and seeing, well, that's what I have to be. You know, that's perhaps a standard you want to ascribe to and work towards, but it doesn't make you, you know, a better or worse of a person uh, or them the better or worse of a person by having that. It's just like you you see what's possible. And then you just simply go for that. And it's the right. same same thing with women. And, you know, what I mean, I've been in the beauty industry and, and working with women so long. And, you know, it, it, there's so much chaos around this whole identity of women. And, and it's it is so unfortunate because all you deserve to do, and, and quite frankly, for men as well, is just earn your personal power. Just be in that place of personal power, your own empowerment. And that's a beautiful thing. It doesn't have to be aggressive, and it doesn't have to not be vulnerable. I mean, it's all of that. I mean, you mentioned the world vulnerability earlier, and there are certain times when, yeah, you can be vulnerable, you can be wrong, and and I so appreciate you being there vulnerable for a moment because that's your true self, mm -hmm. and without having to qualify or justify or excuse yourself for, you know, crying. I mean, I watch movies these days. I don't do it in public so much, but you know, I cry too. I do. And, you know, <laughs> And, you know, that's great. And so it's just, like you said, allowing yourself to be yourself. You're giving yourself permission to be whoever you are. And at the same time, tapping in, into that power. And like the, the bold entrepreneurs keep on saying, you know, fail often, fail forward, and fail quickly. You know, it's okay to fail. It's, it's that, you know, you don't necessarily want to fail just to fail but you know it's taking a leap of faith and i just want to wrap it up with that in a moment you know um is that you took a leap of faith that takes a lot of courage and i'd love to hear you know what you've been how that happened in the last few months before you pulled the trigger so to speak and what it's been like these last nine months 
Yeah, well, um, again, I divine timing, um, and I want to be mindful of whatever time we have left, but I was gnawing on this for a long time, and, and the evolution of the last position I had, it had been about three years, I, I, there were certain tick marks that I knew that I had met, and I was attempting to position, but I was also um, scared half to death to do what I wanted to do. Um, but I knew that I didn't have it in me to do anything else. It's like 26 years. I'm super proud of what I've done. I need to change. And it was literally one day, and it involves music, Wendy. Yay! <laughs> I was um, not flying anywhere. I was actually um, in my hometown, and I was driving back to um, my office. I, I was pulling into the parking spot, and the song... Michael Jackson's song, Man in the Mirror, was playing. And I was listening to it, and I was singing along, you know, and I was sitting there, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to listen to this at the end. At the very end, it was, make that change. And, you know, I've listened to people talk about the still small voice. You know, the call for leadership in your own life rarely is the lion, right? It's always the whisper of you knowing that something could be different or better. So that was my moment. Um, within 10 days of that moment, I resigned. Um, it was scary. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think I'll always remember the, the guy who drove me to the airport because <laughs> I had to like call all these people. And again, this is so, so interesting. I was calling people that I had to to let them know what had happened and that there was going to be an announcement and blah, 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 right? But this cab driver, when we got to the airport, he turned around and he said, excuse me, he said, can I say something to you? And I'm like, sure. He said, I've been a driver of, you know, cars, limos, everything for almost 50 years. And he said, and my son is a banker and he's miserable. He said, let me tell you, what you just did was the smartest thing you could ever do. And I just love the fact that I got that validation from a, a total stranger and someone who came from a different walk of life. So the last couple of months has been about that, giving myself permission then to step into this role and to realize this gift of having the courage to make a change that I could inspire others to use the tools to make the change and make a difference in their life. So it's been, it's been um, quite a ride. Nice. <laughs> you know, it, you deserve happiness. You deserve to live the life that you desire. You deserve to live it on your terms. And, yes. you know, as, as I was talking the other day in one of my interviews, I mean, all the resources are out there. You know, they're just waiting for you to wake up. And again, that's really the reason for the show is helping people discover what they didn't know, uh, what they didn't know, what they didn't know that they didn't know that would make the difference in their life. And that that's exactly my story. You know, yeah. I did go down that, you know, destiny or destined path, if you will, in, in medical training. And it was actually very easy for me because... I didn't have to think about it for about 17 years. You go into med school and, and that's it. And um, at the end of it, um, then I knew that something would happen, but I had no clue. 
And uh, but what fed me during all that time is is what I'm passionate about is also enhancing life. And so I could do that very effectively, you know, treating people. And now I'm simply uh, expanding that. So it's it's very exciting, you know, to help people discover, you know, who they can really be. And I totally respect and appreciate what you're doing, because as you as you said yourself, you know, the power of self love and acceptance, you know, bringing peace to the world. And, and I think you're spot on with that. If we, if we find our own peace, internal peace our own personal love, not based on what anybody else is telling you to do or not do, but it's what you get to own. Yeah, you can model after somebody else, but it's yours. And it matters for you, you know, but everybody else feels or thinks in the world, that's entirely up to them. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be just your person and just make all the screw ups, but also all the great successes, again, just for you. And the greatest gift, that that gift that you then be are able to give to others to change their lives and so totally respect that so how do people find you yes um a couple different ways um the first way that i would suggest is um i i I always offer up anytime that i get interviewed um strategy sessions these are simple just conversations that we have 30 to 45 minutes i encourage people to contact me directly carrie at carriemore.com so that's C-A-R-R-I-E at Carrie Moore. Moore is M-O-O-R-E dot com. I also have a website, um, which is CarrieMoore.com. I also have a YouTube channel, um, which we have some fun things out there um, and some interviews. And we're going to start uh, doing podcasts again here soon. So I'll be right there shoulder to shoulder with you guys. Um, and that is called She is Excellence. Um, which is, is really the legacy side of what I want to do in terms of help other people who do want to start their own business or need some type of support um, to raise capital funds where we can give gifts or loans. So that's a big effort in terms of the other work that I'm doing on the coaching side in terms of helping transition. So um, those are the couple ways to find me. You know, that's wonderful because, again, so many people get stopped in the tracks simply because they don't have the the resources and, and so far as funds that they need to, to you know, make their successes happen. So that's awesome. So how much time do we have left? I missed that finger. Is it one finger? I gave, I gave you the finger. But my nail you looks cute, so it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Carrie, thank you so much. Um, I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, Prescription for Your Transformation. Real people, real conversations, real success. You know, talking to Carrie Moore from Carrie Moore International, a transition, a life transition coach. Uh, did I say that correctly? Yeah, yeah. Wh- whatever yeah. we need. That's that's what we need it for today to be. Yeah. That, that's what <laughs> that's it is beautiful. today. Beautiful. And <laughs> any last words that you want to share? Yeah, I just I really encourage people to take the leap, and and the first leap could be maybe making a phone call to me. Maybe it's making a phone call or having a discussion with someone at work. But whatever secret dream you have, and if it ties to your living purpose, please, please know that it's worth the effort to make it come true. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much, Carrie. Wendy, talk to you next week. And I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, and I'll be back tomorrow on social media. (laughs) 
Thanks for listening to Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Join Dr. Barton Rademacher live right here on Radio Star Worldwide each week or on demand 24-7.